0: I think we just happened to get lucky. I think we seeded with some right people and we got a few B2B companies who were then sending these videos out to other businesses who then came in. I think it was right timing. Um, It's one of those things where you always hear timing is, is a massive part of growth. Mm. And like, I think for once we have like perfect timing.
1: If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you've ever thought of hosting your own show, then I've now put together a bunch of different options for you. Whether you are a solopreneur or a big brand and you both want to have your own podcast, I've now got a course called ultimate podcast mastery i've got coaching programs alex's inner circle and i've got an agency podpreneur that creates done for you podcasts so if you would like to create launch and grow your own show with no experience no knowledge and no tech skills then simply go to ultimate podcastmastery.com. that's ultimate podcastmastery.com. You're listening to episode 316 of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex, and my special guest this week, Matthew Barnett, founder of Bonjoro. So this is another one of those ones where we hit it off straight away and could literally talk for hours. Um, So Matt is originally British, now living in Australia, and he launched Bonjoro From What was essentially a sales hack for his first business where he would send every new lead a personal video to delight and to surprise them. That hack overtook the original business in just 12 months as thousands more companies came on board to personalize their customer journeys at scale. So Matt's love of building great products is only surpassed by his total commitment to building a great business culture. And he asserts that Bonjour's customers as friends culture has been the main driver for the business's success. His goal is to become the next Zappos, to be the most loved brand in the world. So I literally say it's one of those ones. You have these conversations. Some of them you could literally talk for for hours, but I managed to bring things to a close. Um, but so much in common. It was great to chat, um, and you know we covered a whole bunch of things um, about making a mistake not always being a bad thing. That the silver lining is that you learn something, so you can improve yourself and reposition your strategies to achieve your goals, about automation being key in growing your business and about being successful in business, not being just talent and skills. It's also luck and perfect timing. And we've seen that time and time again on the show as we speak to uh, successful entrepreneurs um, that I've had on the show and people that really embody that screw it, just do it attitude to life. So look, I'm... Super pleased uh, to introduce Matt to uh, you. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So without further ado, screw it, just do it. Matt Barnett.
0: So again, I think we weren't experts in the influence of space. It just happened. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we're we're still amateurs in this, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, I wonder if he was an investor or whether he was... um whether he was a customer okay
0: no so like like we're like
1: we're like sydney born and bred, and when it comes to tech
0: and like sydney's behind behind the world it is uh it's okay yeah like it's way behind the valley like behind i'd say it's behind the uk as well um there's a better scene it's just a small country yeah like it's 25 million people yeah australians australians are like where should we invest this year i know how about we dig another mine like that's the uh, yeah (laughs) Let's sell cold to China. Like that's, that's the attitude. So like tech was never really at the forefront. It has grown like Canva. Mm-hmm. Obviously have like smashed it. Like Atlassian's doing really well as if you're the big stuff, big like companies coming out of Australia now, like campaign is Australian as well. So you've got some unicorns coming through mm-hmm. and the industry's changing. However, you start here and we're like 92% non-Australian now with our customers, most of our team are overseas. Really, I, lo- I didn't know
1: that. I, okay.
0: I love, I love, I love living here, but like, it's not, it's not a business country. <laughs> you
1: know, like, right. like, What like brought you there business. originally? Then, how did how did you end up there originally? Uh, surfing and snakes, pretty much. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you stayed for the surfing and the snakes.
0: <laughs> I stayed. like my wife's Australian. My, my daughter, I guess, is Australian. So you know, I'm kind of locked in. Um, mate, it's it's like a well, I like adventure. It's 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 a I know, I know it was the last frontier, but it's, yeah, it's the size of the States and there's 20 million people. But like, if you want to get lost, it's a good way, it's a good place to get lost. Yeah. Um. But but again, like nowhere is perfect. Like this is great to live. You have to leave for business. Like just for your like sanity, you need to go to the UK, you need to go to the States, you need to go to Europe, like to wake yourself up. and, and Like, like you know, like you're here and you're like, oh, 5,000 like leads a month is, is great. And then you go to the States and someone's like, yeah, we do like 120,000 leads and we're like one year old and you're like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Like five thousand leads isn't good. So you need to get out to, to remember just how big the market is. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, all our partners are overseas. Most of our influencers are overseas. I don't really do podcasts or things in, the, in, in Australia because so it's, a, again, a great place to live, but like you need to get out and get connected back into the ecosystem. Yeah.
1: And and how's that affected you during the last year? Well, coming up to coming up to a year, isn't it, really? Recording this uh with the pandemic and and essentially not a lot of travel happening or getting out of Australia. How's that affected you?
0: So for our team, it's been hard. So we so we are so we're not huge, we are like about well, 14 people and of that four of us are in Australia. So we would always file team together. So we did we did Edinburgh like the year before last um, threw all the team in from the States and from the Philippines and from South Africa. Like we're, we're in five continents. So yeah. we're pretty spread out in a small team. We threw everyone together. We flew into Australia a year before and this year we went to the States. We couldn't do that. And I think our culture is actually built. This is an internal thing, obviously, but like, I think like culture is, a lot of, uh, is built on like hanging out. Like we're, we're very close company. Like we're all good friends. We all go away together. Same sense of humor. So I, I think we've, I think now a year in and looking like it's going to be minimum another six months.
1: Mm.
0: That's a struggle because it was one of the things that we did and it was a great part of the business. And everyone looked yeah. forward to the yearly trips and then we give everyone flights to go and meet other team members anyway. So then culturally like it's tough and I'm about to go through. So we, we, we've just done a funny man. I'm going to go from like 12 or 14 to 26 this year. And so I'm looking at that and going, okay, so how do we, how do we get back? Cause how do we get back to, the cultural status we had, yeah, yeah, how yeah. do we get, because mm. like our employee retention is awesome. Like average term is like four years plus. Um, so how do we retain that in a world that's more remote? Yeah. So I, I think that's, a, it's harder than you think. It's a lot harder than you think being a global like team, um, especially when you're not massive. So there's not like a big team in the States, the big team in the UK and a big team here yeah. that can all like keep the culture. Um, it's smaller teams. And so that's the biggest struggle like business wise, but it's, it's been fine. Um, I, I couldn't tell you if we've done better or worse the last twelve months. Um, we were doing pretty well anyway. And then video has been good. Yeah. Uh, we've seen some, some tracts of customers go out of business and some industries and other ones like e-commerce have like reared their head and like taken off. So we've shifted. We've been quite nimble um, with that. So it's, you know, I, I think from a business perspective, We've just cruised through, like we've been fired, like like we probably will. Like I think we are probably where, where where we would have been anyway. We've had to change a few things. Mm-hmm. I think culturally, and internally, and operationally, it didn't matter for
1: twelve months. I think it's starting to matter now. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, what, and what are some of the things you deal? Like when you say you got people on, let's say five continents and all those time zones can you actually get everybody together at the same time? Or is it more of like smaller teams meeting up and talking online instead? We do
0: a monthly, we do a monthly all hands. Uh, Somebody's always got a glass of wine. Someone's always got a coffee. (laughs) I think think it's it's like, it's like five a.m. in the Philippines and like 11 p.m. in, on the West coast of the States. Right. So It's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's hard. Like we, so obviously as we grow, I think we'll still do the all hands. Uh, we'll maybe make it a bit more, like maybe not as like, defined because obviously we do have like independent teams. So I like our growth team is like States and UK. So they're actually pretty good time zones. Products is like Australia, Philippines, New Zealand. So that's sure. pretty good for time zones. Um, CS is like here, here in South Africa. So, so, so each team can cross over quite well. Mm. Uh, just getting all the teams together. So so that, that big call we used to do all about the company, we ditched all that. We made it purely about culture and just having fun and a catch up. Because I think... Okay, five in the morning, you're not across your numbers. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? no. You know. So, yeah. Okay. Um,
1: you got to, like, again, shifting times. Like, like, like any business going through this, like, you're stronger for it afterwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Um, no, it's, it's been interesting. I've spoken to literally 300, 350 maybe, you know, people, um, you know, on, on interviews and stuff. And it's really interesting seeing, you know, who, who's done... Well, like you'll speak to somebody like an Al Barrett from Grenade in the sports nutrition space or or a Huel, you know, two British companies that have just smashed it on the on the D 2 C market. Yet you'll speak to, you know, we have like Lord Billamoria from Cobra Beer, and it's just like, you know, you must be doing really well because people have been drinking loads of alcohol and he's like, no. You know, 70, 80% really? of our business was in restaurants, you know, in India. Oh, cause, they, Cause they went to Indian restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, geez, I get it. And he was like, no, it's literally on its knees. Here it's here
0: it's binary. So like, well, the wine so Australia's the wine industry, yeah. there's like, the market here for um and it's binary. Wine companies have either gone out of business or crushed it. And really? basically the one really? the ones who've had the who've had like the online who had that who had that online shit sorted out, yeah. Um like 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 naked wines, like just destroying it, yeah. Um yeah like all the online guys, the guys with good access the guys selling through, obviously with, with big chains, like have done really well, the independents who are higher, higher obviously ticket items, seller doors, restaurant delivery, like destroyed. Yeah. So literally it's like split the industry into same mm-hmm. industry as an industry. It's made more money, but it's like so many of our business, like it's super, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, like the guys were like the guys I know, the ones that in the West, the, the, the biggest bike company, um, The bike sales company in Australia and then the States, like they had to like
1: what 5X their support team in like two months. Like they just sold everything. Yeah. You know, I I heard that here. I was talking about getting like bikes for our kids for Christmas and somebody said, You can't get a bike. And I was like, Sorry, can't get a bike. No, 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 you can't get a bike. It's no bikes to be bought. I was like, Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) So like, it's, fast, it's fascinating from a business point of view, looking at who's
0: done well. Yeah. And yeah. in hindsight, and, and hindsight, I'm like, I've, well, of course. In hindsight, I'm like, I should, should have invested. Like, you should have thought about I it know. more. Yeah. Realized it was going to go longer and then invested in some of those things. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, give me back and I'm like, so, so it's just now to see this year, I think it's going to be fascinating. Like, so who does who does great in the... Not, like, aftermath is the wrong word, probably but i think so so this transition period from that world back to the the it's not a new world like the old world plus like the yeah, like the old world with changes like
1: who will do well for this transition period like, like what's going to make sense there yeah 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 absolutely um and maybe re- rewinding things a little bit um for, for people yeah. listening and, and, and watching um for yourself you, you told us why you, why you you meant made it to uh, made it to Australia, but what were you doing before you started up um, Bonjoro Then, what led you to those moments? Was was that was there a moment, or is there usually like a series of, you know, aha moments or screw it, just do it moments that that led you to actually launching this business back in? Was it two thousand and seventeen? Now, yeah, two thousand and seventeen. So, I mean, the long. So, I'm from the UK originally, a
0: designer. Uh, always wanted to start a business, like come from like an entrepreneurial background, like with a family and stuff. Um, moved to Australia with the intention to start a business here. Um, ended up starting an agency. So we did, we actually did, and so we had product development. So we did tech, we did tech products, agencies. We ended up with a, we basically like, like a research agency that used video. So we did qualitative research around the world with people with mobile video. And this is when mobile video was first coming out. Mm-hmm. As a result, we work with clients in the UK and Paris and New York because, again, back to the Australia thing, (laughs) it's it's a good test market, but all the large FMCG brands, your large agencies are based out of those epicenters. So, being here, all our leads will be coming in essentially at nighttime. And so, in terms of sales perspective, selling to large enterprise clients, selling to large agencies, like it's a sales process. Um, I'm good at that. My team was good at that. Be great in a room. Like I'm a jazz hands kind of guy. I, 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 I'll dance around, and then the, I'll bring in one of my researchers, and they will and we'll crush it. But doing that through through email and through like online like conversion, it, like, it was it was okay at first, and then like as I'm sure we all saw, like like in that kind of in 2015, 2016, as everyone like started to do this, like open rates dropped off, conversion dropped off, and so we were looking for a way to to boost that back up again. So I took it on myself to send a video to every lead we ever had. Um, I used to take a boat across the, the harbour, so from uh, Manly to, to Southern Key. It, it would go past the Opera House, mm, which is yes. obviously iconic yeah. space. So I, I put my phone. I do a video for for John Archer from Ogilvy in London, and say, "Hey, John, saw you signed up. See you with the Budweiser team. Um, haven't worked with Budweiser, but we have worked with Pernod Ricard and Heineken. We've done these projects. Obviously, I'm not in London, like here's the Opera House, uh, but I will be over there in six weeks' time." why don't me and one of the team come in and we'll just kind of talk to you guys what we're about and share a bit more information. And they would reply and be like, I can't hear what you're saying because there's too much wind. And you seem it's like five in the morning. You seem half awake and there's a seagull on your shoulder. However, like, this is amazing. Like absolutely come in. Like you have to come in and see us. And so we go in and we, we just like, like, we did like three times response rates. I think it's what we measured at the time. Um, to any lead that came in and off the back of that, we literally converted, converted three times the, the business. Um, on one of those trips, one of the clients, I, I honestly can't remember who now, um, asked if they could use this video email system. So I came back, sat down with my CTO. We built it on a weekend and we let them have it. They started using it and then people they were sending it to came to us. And they were like, oh, could we also use it? And so we put a sign-up form and then we put a paywall and it took 80 months for it to overtake the original agency. Really? Uh, And Mm. I think 12 months, it was probably 12 months in, me and my CTO stepped out of the one business and decided to focus on this because we obviously saw saw the implications of where it was going, Mm. um, which was an interesting conversation for the team when the CEO and the CTO are like, uh, we're gonna go work on this side project full-time, um, yeah. It was the right call, and we've now moved the agency it's basically like based out of London now. So we actually moved it there to make it easier. Um, oh, okay. But essentially, it was the right call to do. Uh, we put a different team on that company, and then we sit across this company here.
1: Uh, um, okay, so so you still um, spend time working on that company, or you- personally, I, personally I don't like
0: like like think of me as a. Uh, as an annoying non board member who comes yeah, yeah, in yeah. and just, and just shake, shakes the tree. Just shouts <laughs> like, again, different industries, different team, different, different culture. Cause again, research and sales organization at Bondro, it's a, it's purely like a SAS inbound, um, organization, uh, mm. again, with like customer bases around the world, pretty much but by like, um, you know, uh, uh, population size so like states states followed by the uk followed by europe followed by everywhere else followed by australia mm. um so again different operations to run and so we just made the decision to kind of like pull those apart um, again like right decision it, at the time it didn't seem i don't think it really seems everyone else like it would be the right decision i think everyone's a little bit worried what we we're doing yeah, but uh but hey we pulled it off
1: so. and yeah, no, no regrets uh look
0: I have not even get to anything. Like if like nice. I quite like making mistakes. Like mistakes mistakes are great. Yeah. Mist- like if you made a mistake, number one learning thing you can do. Because if you make a mistake, you're not gonna well, if you're smart, you're not gonna make it again. Yeah. Um, so the only way you know you won't you won't make mistakes again is to, is you have to have made them already.
1: Mm. You know, so yeah, yeah. And and interested to know um how you built your your user base. How how did you get those? First users that then say 12, 18 months, as you said, you then made the decision and you kind of reached that tipping point, I guess, that it was either all in or you'd get somebody else to take it.
0: Yeah, so we were we were totally organic. Um, definitely in those 12 months. So it was so there's a vital component to the system. If you're sending a video message, people are seeing it, and they're coming in. Like we talked about Pat Flynn earlier. No. how he came in and, you know, like, I mean, like I didn't know who he was, but we had this funnel coming in and then we would get influencers coming, we get people pick us up. They want to do stuff with us. I I, I think as a, what we were doing here is, is like essentially like we're trying to do personalization and build relationships to scale. And uh, and we're doing a good thing here. We're saying, look, spend time with customers. Like these are one-to-one video messages. Like spend time, like, like customers matter. If you don't have 30 seconds with a customer, then honestly, like you probably shouldn't be a business. Mm-hmm. And, and so you start to behave this way. And we've always held that line pretty fast. And, and we started to attract, I think, other people who were speaking the same kind of talk. And so obviously, Pat talked about super fans and the importance of personalizations so that happened. And then other influencers came in, other companies picked us up. We would then be picked up by their clients. Um, even today, so we're now, I guess, kind of four years in um, from that initial launch. We're still like 84% direct and word of mouth. Um, oh, okay. The only other stuff we so we now do a bit more content to so do more mm-hmm. content for leadership, which so that, and that's generated as, as we can, that's like generated by us, and, we, and that's starting to grow. So, like, uh, online content starting to grow. Um, we we really haven't spent anything on marketing like ever. We might do this year, I think, because I'm like, oh, that's that's potentially a, a treasure trove of yeah, yeah, exactly gold. Mm. Um, but that's and that's obviously this is one of the reasons why we decided to go and take it because, you know, like like you see that and you go, well, isn't that interesting? Like we're spending nothing and it's coming in. Like yeah. what happens if we then start to like? Okay, so our first investment was team. So what happens if we start to put like brains behind this? So we mm. let's get ahead of growth. Let's get a CMO. Let's start to build the products out. And so that was our first investment in growth. Now we're doing that still, but we we probably will start to playing other channels, I think, but I don't know. Like, yeah. like, well, it's like, it's, it's, it's like 22, 22 different channels you, you, you can work in. And we've probably, we probably shut down a few. So we probably maybe explored about seven or eight um, out of those is like two the work for us. Yeah. So that leaves,
1: that leaves like 15, I was just thinking, like if you, you know, if you've, if, you, if you're generating that organically, and then you've got, you know, people like a Pat Flynn or you know John Lee Dumas, and you can literally just switch on Facebook ads, um, paid ads with, with his audiences um, searching for, and it's you know those entrepreneurs who are looking to build relationships with their customers, and and now you would have explored all that, but it, it could be quite interesting, couldn't it?
0: Like pay around. Like, like, I think the challenge so I think the challenge here of like turning a side hack into a business is one it's one day you're like, <laughs> oh we should, we should probably get a vision together.
1: <laughs> you're like, you're like,
0: one day you're like, where's this actually going? Because again, like it starts off like it's a bit of fun, and then one day you're like, okay, so who really are my customers? Who's using this? Where we? So we, we do a lot of partnerships, we just do the partnership with active campaign. Okay, bon jo- use them, yeah. Like, like, so we actually built Bonjour interactive campaign with their first CX app um, in there, okay. which is awesome. So we're doing a lot of stuff with them. So look, as you go deeper on partners, mm-hmm. again, like I, I wouldn't call that, but we did a lot of research into users. We have a huge active campaign base. We do a lot of stuff with Patreon. We Do a lot of stuff with Shopify. Yeah. This year we'll roll out Salesforce and start to look at some kind of like larger company pieces. Um, so look uh, again, like you you can't like, we've kind of run it backwards rather than going, here's a strategy, let's get do it. We're like, okay, what have we got? And you're like mm-hmm. digging through the, the rubble and you're like, oh, turns out our customers are in education and, and SaaS and e-commerce. That's great. Okay. What are they using? And, and so we ended up like pulling it apart. And so I think yeah, one of our goals this year is to be more strategic mm-hmm. um, because again, because of the history and how we came through this, um, it's been kind of a wild ride and, and now we're saying around and going, well, if you pick up these pieces and put them together, <laughs> it's probably going to function like a lot, a lot better.
1: Um, I mean, it's been yeah. fine. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And who's the, the next investment in, like say when you're going from say 14 to, to 26 or 24, that jump that you're making now, is, is that in product or is that people? a
0: so, so product. so, so it's all people, but, but, but products, the, the product, first, the, the
1: yeah. fir- yes, first investment. Yes. We're actually looking to launch
0: two more product teams. So we have, we have like, so I guess like our product team now is starting to spill over into like a couple of teams. Mm. We want to have, we want to have a specific team going after um, the intelligence side of things. So we're starting to look into the data side. So one of the things here, like personalization at scale, not every customer's equal. And if you only have so much time in the day, where, where do we think you should spend that time? And where do we think you need to spend the time? And, and is that through video or is that through other mediums? So that side of it. Um, also into going beyond just, just video as well. Like we, mm. we don't I always say this, like we're not a video tool. We're, we're, we're an engagement tool. Video happens to be a medium that we use because it is highly engaging. Yeah. Um, we're not a video, we're not a video platform. Um, I like that. So we're at that. Yeah. Um, then look, then look, look, we are gonna, we will invest in, so marketing is probably gonna bring on kind of PPC. If that, we have started playing with it a little bit. Yeah. Like behind the scenes like that last few months. Um, mm. and then, and then kind of full-time content as well. Um, and then we're just starting to look at the sales side of things. Again, like, say, like I mentioned in like a sales organization, as we're starting to go and market into large, large orgs, like this starts to become a place for sales. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a muscle. So like the two muscles, like there's a muscle we've got to build like, like sales and then intelligence, like these two areas we haven't played like so much, but we have like strong indicators. It's going to work for us. Um, I mean, this is the thing, like you, you have a plan, <laughs> like, you know, you have a plan until you get punched in the face and then it all changes. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, uh, we'll see like, um, products, product like, like is a no brainer. Like the product team's got to grow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other piece is it depends a little bit on channels and what happens over the next three to six months of testing,
1: because we tend to do like test invest test invest. Makes sense. Um, and, and was there a, a, a tipping point where with like a number of users, I, I was interested to know um, in in the last four years where um, it kind of took took on a life of its own? Maybe you know that organic traffic that that you had, you know, where is it to start with? You know, how did you get those? Initial customers was that from existing relationships that you had with um, the, through the agency before, and second, secondary to that, yeah, was there a tipping point like numbers wise? and you're like, okay, now we need to now we need to scale.
0: Yeah, so like, existing customers.
1: It's only been four years.
0: Like, I, like, like I can't remember specific ones. We would obviously go and talk about it, yeah, and share it out. And we popped up a few places, but it, but it was very much a side project, like, like like it really was. It wasn't something that we were that interested in. Um, we had clients on it, but then it just started to pick up momentum. So I think it was right time, right place, and mm-hmm. to be to us. And it's one of those things where it just started to go. So like the tipping point for us was that year in. So like so the first year I would say it was a side project. Like it got more interesting. So really, I'd say the last three years we've kind of invested in it. Um, so it's kind of the first year was like oh, this interesting. The second the second year we were like, actually, let's put time on this. Um, and then we raised a bit of money probably six months after we did that because we like, we'd put a few bumps in it. So I said like, honestly, like, like as a proper organization, like two and a half years is really where we've spent time on it. Um, but the a point would have been <laughs> 11, 12 months for the decision for us to get made the initial customers. Yeah. We, we had those, a few of those agencies at the beginning. Um, but then I remember like someone, one of our like early investors, uh, who runs the biggest, who ran the biggest wealth management company here, like they've they since sold, um, he was a customer. I think I met at an event. Like we used to, yeah. You know, I, I used to spend a lot more time those days networking, going out, mm. um, just because of stage. And but I mean, today all my networking is done is done here. Yeah. Um, it's much it's much more efficient. Like I'll, I'll be honest, like I love it. Um, yeah. I think we just happened to get lucky. I think we seeded with some right people, and we got a few B two B companies who are then sending these videos out to other businesses who then came in. I think it was right timing. Um, it's one of those things where you always hear timing is, is a massive part of growth. Mm. And like, I think for once we have like perfect timing. It wasn't just
1: by fluke. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, we, we were talking about Clubhouse a little bit earlier and I was, I, I was just saying to my, my wife before, I was like, you know, it seems to be this, you know, the building this is a, an interactive virtual events platform, which everyone you know, has been saying during pandemic that's the thing that's kind of been missing from zoom you can't actually interact with anybody like you would at a live event but it was like you know would would this company have you know suddenly taken on this you know this growth if there hadn't been a pandemic because people would have been still going to networking events at your wee works and having a beer and doing business like that It's 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 interesting
0: it's um Look, like I, I, I mean, it's here, balanced. I'm like, how much will we like? Everyone's like, it's going to be a new world after twenty twenty one. Like, I, I'm actually an optimist, but I'm like, I'm, but I think we will. I think we'll go a lot back to how it was with yeah. Ch- changes. Yeah, a lot of the stuff has happened. So, of stuff happened. I do not think it's been a fundamental shift. I think it's been an acceleration. Mm. So, you look at our industry video; it's been an acceleration, but it was happening absolutely anyway. Like, especially like. Like last year, beginning of 2020, look at remote work. Like my team is mostly remote. Like, like, like we do hot desking if people want to. Um, yeah. And We obviously built a team from day one around the world. We built customers from day one around the world. And we were doing that four years ago. So again, you look at it and go, well, this is, this is not a new thing. It's an acceleration. So I think in most cases, like there will obviously be some things that come out of this that will be new. It's really hard to see what those are. I, I think most things are, we've just brought the timeline forward probably three years yeah probably not five not even five years or ten years like I think we were on the cusp of a big change anyway so yeah I mean again maybe that's not like that's just how I see it like, like I, I think all this would have happened this would have maybe happened this year next year
1: yeah um, regardless yeah, yeah and I, I think like you said earlier I think a lot of those things we will actually go back to because we like them <laughs> doing those things Um yeah, interesting to know that. So when you started building your team out, was that a, a, clearly a conscious decision at the time that you would just find the talent wherever it was? It wasn't a conscious decision that it had to be in Australia. I mean, like, like I
0: find team, like one of us is South African, like I'm British. We had like maybe one Australian, and like we are over here, like, like they're finding like, like thing for it. And so like, I think our mindset was always like, we just live in Australia. Mm. You know, so like again, like when you've traveled, when you've traveled around the world a bit, especially when you move to another country, like it really breaks that, like it breaks your, your mind in terms of like this is my country, this is where we live, we should start in our country. Most Australian companies, I'll be honest, tend to focus on like mainly Australia first and then the overseas. That that's the traditional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even our investors, they're like, yeah, you guys, they're like, we t- we tell companies not to do what, what you guys have done because <laughs> from like, on day one, like like a year in, we're like, we were like, we were like, I think maybe like. Tw- Australian and that's the percentage just drops and drops and drops and they're like yeah I don't don't really understand how you've done it but I think obviously we've then like printing around the world has been two parts to one is talent Um, so find the best talent in the best places on top of that um, some roles like customer success, support um, marketing and obviously like customers facing things it is a little bit based on customer bases and where they are so, we know we need to cover like US and European time zones, like above all else. We didn't cover like um, um, APAC time zones. So, mm-hmm. those are our priorities. Therefore, hiring support here doesn't make sense. H- customer success, we yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. you know, we're actually looking to like, like, like a new customer success manager. We are actually hiring them here specifically because everyone's offline in Australia, which means they can get work done with yeah. support though. Okay? Yeah. Um, you know, product, we've kept Philippines in here because same time zone. Um, and obviously, like with scale operations, that works really well. Marketing growth will never hire here. We'll, those will always be states like as a number one. Europe is growing, so yes, there as well. I mean, now this year, I mean, the thing I couldn't tell you is that like we're starting to grow in a few European countries, like um, like Holland. We see like 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 a lot of growth. Denmark, Denmark's probably our second biggest um, uh, European country. So, do we end up putting down people there yeah. sort of from a lang- from a language point of view? Cause that's interesting and it's, uh, you know, and, and, the, and the typical advice is build out your English speaking business. And then, you know, and then when you, when you, when you're like at series B scale, start thinking about the countries. Mm. And that's not how we would think. I'm like, you know what? Why don't we do Denmark today? None of our competitors are in, are in Danish. Yeah. Why don't we just go, like we have a few influences there. Um, how, how, how hard can it be? Mm. Feet on the ground. Yeah. You know, Right. Find, find, find <laughs> a, 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 a. Most Europeans, like, love them, obviously speak English too. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's us that are terrible. So, if you have that, they obviously can cover multiple bases. So, I'm like, True. well, if you found someone if you found someone who can speak
1: German, Danish, and English, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, and for you, then where you are now, um, and, and listen to some, some of the challenges that, that you've got, but the, the exciting opportunities as well. Um, are you still able to actually <laughs> go, you know, where, where, where where's the ceiling on this? Where are we going to take this? Are you, you still, you know, so far into it that you can't actually see beyond that at the moment, that you're still kind of, you know, headlong at it? Yeah. So, so again, look,
0: look, look, the mission we're after, again, like I mentioned, is like personalization at scale. That, that's kind of a holdable. Yeah. We have, we have an ethos, which is um, automated processes, never relationships. So like that, it's, it's, it's a short piece. Like that for me is enough to define where we go. I think, I think if you want to put us in, in boxes, like there's multiple ones we can sit in, I think we'll end up probably what you would call customer success. Like super interesting. So, 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 so we're not, we're not a sales tool. Yeah. We're very much a, Post transaction, post like like inbound like engagement tool. Um, mm. I'm super interested in the area of retention and um, advocacy. So actually, I'm more, more interested in your in existing customers than new customers. Even though right now today, our product gets used mostly with leads and new customers because it's very binary. Do we convert more? Well, yes and no. Um, I think retention and advocacy is a harder thing to measure as business. It's probably like a harder thing for us to focus on. I think. I think most businesses, most business owners, we focus on on the new leads, not the retention side, yeah, which yeah. is a mistake. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like it is much cheaper to get a dollar off an existing customer, but it just you're, you're seeing e-commerce now it starts talking about lifetime value and repeat purchase, and like you see industries like like people are starting to get this. Um, so, I'd like to, so I like to so I think that area really interests me. I think the advocacy thing is really crucial. This comes back to what Pat Flynn talks about on Superfans, like. Trust me. Like he, he has, he has more of a point than, than anyone realizes, you know, once like the idea of, you know, you don't need a thousand customers, you need a hundred that love you, or you only 10,000, you need a thousand. Like it's a lot less than you think. Um, when you're doing things like video as part of your like inbound process, so you're basically stopping and saying, Hey Joe, Hey, hey Gemma, are you taking that time? What you're doing is, 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 is creating the best possible first impression in a remote environment. It's a 30-second video, but the very fact you are stopping in a transaction environment and acknowledging someone, like as you would do in the baker and the grocer back in the day online, it has a huge impact on how that customer then behaves the rest of their, of their life with you. So they then go, oh, this is a company that cares. This matters. And in industries that, there's two industries that we worked for, like either ones that are very relationship-driven, like consultancies, et cetera, or ones that aren't relationship-driven, in which case it makes you stand out like e-commerce and SaaS. Um, you do that. When they have an issue, they're going to come and ask you about it and chat. to you're not going to leave your views and bounce when they're thinking about churning, they'll engage with you and talk to you. Um, you know, like, like they will stay with you like literally years longer. So, so where do you go beyond that? Like you start a great impression, the relationship starts off on the best front. It's got all potential to become an advocate. The question then like I want to tell you is right. If you go do X, Y, Z, we'll turn them into a advocate. And then, Once they're an advocate or whatever we determine as an advocate, here are four tools to make sure that they leave you a review, they do you a case study, and they go and tell ten people about you. Yeah. Because the other thing we're not good at is once we have advocates, like like you can run NPS, like would you recommend this? Everyone says, yeah, 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 we definitely would. The ones who actually do is a much more percentage. It's like 10%. And it's not that they don't want to. It's just that they don't have the tools. or You're not asking them all day. It's not top of mind. So I also want to give you the tools to make sure that like, that, like every customer refers to another customer. Um, and again, this is operations and process and, and engagements at the heart of it. But if you look at that, like, like how big does that go? I mean, that's, that's something every business needs and every business, most businesses, I think there's companies like the yeah, Zappos and stuff, they've done really well, but like y- you could definitely, like most of us, we can like do better, like hands down.
1: Yeah. No, no, likewise, I was just talking about this with my team, with my, with my team yesterday and um, my marketing strategy like, can you get another referral from Science and silence? I was like, this should just be part of the process. <laughs> we shouldn't have to then go back months later, you know, once they've actually, you know. It should be running. It should be running at the right yeah. time that you, that you know will be the most
0: effective. And if it takes a bit of personalization, that, that, that's cool. Yeah, Like it's, been, like, it's worth it, yeah? Um, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, like, again, you've got to automate all the stuff that doesn't need a human should be automated, so that you, as a human, can focus
1: on the stuff that does need a human, like like the people stuff. But that's that's it. Spot on, absolutely. Um, and and it's interesting to know how, what's the science or how much data driven is um, when you're saying like you know it it should be the optimum should be thirty second video for example, or it should be should be X Y Z. How much of that is data driven or backed? Should I say? Yeah, so I mean, look, look at videos like forty-two seconds
0: is our is our average effective video length, and by effective we mean okay. viewed to the end. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that is seriously. I don't think that's about the time of the video. I think it's that, I think the time is a reflection of the content that is used in the video. You know Makes sense. And so I think when you're doing these, given the fact it is a it's a scale piece, yeah. So 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 the way the system works is is literally we notify you, we say, Hey, customer has done X. They, they, they've just purchased they, they just received the item. They just come become a lead. We give you that. We actually give you all the data about them. So we say, you know, Joe blogs lives in Orlando, CMO of, 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 of X company has done X, Y, Z. So the, the idea is you can see that and you can go and personalize it. Mm-hmm. It's still like, you've got like the time investment, like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, like, like it shouldn't take long saying a name and making the acknowledgement. Like if you go from 40 seconds to two minutes, You've already got 90% of the way there with the first like 30 seconds. The fact, Just the fact you're turning up will get you 80% of the way there. Yeah. The fact you're turning up and saying your name gets you most of that goodwill mm-hmm. and it gives you permission very specifically to then have an ask at the end. So, so the reason these are being set by the way, we're not sending videos to say like welcome on board. Like, an art, like You have customer service excellence, but then you're saying at the back of it, if you want to get in touch or you need help, let us know. If you can leave us a review, here's a link. If you'd like to get on a demo, here's a booking link. Oh, Hey, we've got meet you tomorrow. I'm the guy that's that, like, you, you're, you're doing this for a reason. Um, so I think it's not necessarily that 40 seconds is the best video length. Mm. It's the fact that as long as you can turn up, say their name and make them realize it's for them. You've, you've done everything you need to do. Like you don't need to spend more time. You don't actually need to spend more time, which is like, like I always say it sounds a bit cold, but like how much time do you need to invest to build a relationship. It's, mm. it's a lot less than
1: you think. Do you know what we need to do this for, <laughs> I just had one of those brainwaves again, <laughs> something I've been like working on over Christmas and New Year is, you know, every guest we have on the show, we then go, you know, as you know, cause you've done a podcast is then, you know, here, here's the con, you know, here's, here's the assets to share that we've, we've done the interview to promote the podcast. And then, uh, and I'll tell you who was really good at this Mark Victor Hansen, who, who wrote, you know, chicken soup for the soul, one minute millionaire, you know, all, all those books. Yeah. Uh, And he reached out to come on my podcast, which which blew me away anyway, because it was the first ever kind of like self-help entrepreneurship book I ever read. But before I even got to the could you, you know, refer a couple of people, he was such an old pro that he said, I want to recommend three people to you. And I'm going to follow up with an email. And he literally did it within, you know, 120 seconds of us ending the Zoom call. And they were like, you know, Evan Carmichael, three million followers on YouTube. They were like, you know, A-list referrals. And I just thought. We need to automate that. And again, I think video would be a perfect way to, to actually follow up with everybody that we have on a podcast, but then everybody that our agency makes podcasts for should likewise you know, have this available to, to offer. To, talk to, you off, to I, talk to your team anyway on another call, but I'm just coming into my head all these ideas. If like. I leave
0: if I leave this podcast, uh, so obviously like the podcast, like we'll get the content out and that's great for both sides. If I leave and you're not like, Oh, by the way, you mentioned about this interest in this. Like if you don't hit me up and be like, so who else can I have on? Like, like whatever else, or <laughs> yeah, you know, or, 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 or we should have a chat to your CMO, and, like we do some on that." Like like for us to us to both walk away from this, which like, I like I can tell you what happened, but if we both walked away and that was it, it's done. Um you've just like there's an opportunity there that's missed, yeah. Like like when you build relationships, like 100%. You, you could both ask for something. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, but both sides get a value. Yeah? Like, if, you say, if you're saying thanks to a customer, they get a value because, like, you're thanking them. You're saying like it means a lot to us, yeah. And like thanking like has intrinsic values anyway. Mm. You're then saying, can you just make, can, do I leave you mind leaving me with you? Yeah, like, you know, like being cheeky. Like, pe- people are fine with that, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, like it, relationships. It, it, it's a positive thing. You're there to help each other. You're there to help customers. You're, like, you, like, uh, like I'm a big fan of transparency and yeah, you know, like, like, like you give, you just give, 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 and it will look them back to you. Um, but as humans, the processes, like, like we're not wired. For, I'm I, like, I'm a creative, like you're, well, I'm sure you're creative. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not wired for process like at all. So like things get missed and they stick to the cracks, not because
1: we intend them to get away, but just because, you know, life. Yeah. That's no, true and I was trying I said before dodge woodall who is um founder of the Bournemouth sevens and he was saying he when he launched his podcast uh, only i think 16 episodes ago but he managed to get again through his you know connections of 30,000 people going to a rugby event every year so he's a pretty well connected guy but the amount of reviews that he actually and, and I talked him through I was like you know these are the three metrics to get your podcast in the chart to get it in the new and noteworthy and then apple starts putting in you know in all these curated collections yeah. It's you know number of new Subscribers, number of new downloads, and number of new ratings and reviews. And everybody misses the ratings and reviews. Everybody's just focused on getting new downloads. But if you actually focus on this one, even if you look at like a Gary V or someone's podcast, you know, he's only got a couple of thousand reviews. So he focused on that, got, I think, 400 in week one. And oh, look where his podcast is. There's Gary Vee, there's hey, Tim hey. Ferriss, and then there's his podcast at number three. Boom, <laughs> job done, you know. Yeah. So it makes total sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, and for sure. you, let's uh, last last question. I'll let you go and enjoy a, another cold beer. Um, t- tell me about because uh, I was just watching this last night with my daughter. We literally just finished the end of the program. Um, David Attenborough. I know you're, you're a big fan of. Have you watched the latest series that uh, that he did? Watched every David and forever. I hugged it
0: like so. I like him because like so. I, I, I got to choose the all your business. The way I figured. I figured I would probably make a bigger impact on the natural world doing this. Um, I kind of think building a war chest and then using that to go and like make bigger change. Like, 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 like for me, for me, that that seems to make sense. Yeah, like I think if you have the skills to go and do that. Like, you, you look at like I could be, I could be, I could be in the ground as a scientist. Like, I, I would love that. I might save a species. I always have the ability to go and build a business and build a big war chest and do some massive. Year. And it's just business. Like we sponsor a lot, of, like, like a lot of wildlife stuff. We do like, like a lot of regeneration, a lot of the environmental stuff. Right. Personally, like I want to build like a big fund off the back of this. Mm. So I was like, that, that, that's the way to go. Like, I, I think it was the right call. Um, but I met by Amber, and, uh, when I was, a bit, when I was younger, I wangled my, I basically hustled my way in to go and see him. And I was like, I'm coming in. Uh, the people had to let. I was like sixteen. They let me in, and I went in there, and basically, he held out his hand to shake my hand, and I went for a hug, and his little hand like crumpled into my chest.
1: Ah, (laughs) No way.
0: I I was kind of. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward, but I kind of just went with it, and I think he was. uh, He was very good about it. It was not. You were a
1: kid then, I suppose. Yeah, you get away with it a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he
0: he smelled he smelled of like of like the wild ocean and baby seals. It was um it was awesome.
1: <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> Very good. Um and and for you um I said it was the last question but last question um would be di- different. I suppose where where you are in Australia compared to what we're going through in, in the UK to, to a certain degree. Um, but you know what what are you most excited about and and what motivates you um, at the moment? Where you know the, at the dawn of a uh, a, a new year, for, which most people had all these you know hopes and dreams to then be slammed into a lockdowns, kind of seems to have brought everybody back down to earth again. Um, and you, you sound like an optimist the same as me so in, interested to know what you're excited about and, and what you're most motivated about this year
0: and, and anything could anything could happen I mean like who knows like, like with, with us with us like we're going through a big growth jump now so we'll be a fundamentally different company in, like in six months I'd say mm-hmm. uh, most of our growth is, is just front loaded so um, like quite excited to see how we go through that and how we manage I think it's going to be hard I think culturally it'll be hard I think operationally, it's going to be hard. We'll need more process. Yay. Um, cause like bigger teams, <laughs> break down. So, so you hit this point. like, I, I, I think, you know, you get to, you know, you go from like, a couple of you to like six people as a break there. You probably go to like 10, 12 people. It's probably a break. Like, like it's, it's like tribal sizes You're going It's like right. doubling again. Mm. Um, yeah, doubling again, I, like, I think we'll get a bit of a break here again. I think these are soft breaks. I, I, I think your hard breaks come like you hit 50 and there's like absolute tribal sizes kick in and then, and then you have to, you have to shift out. Mm. Um, so I think this is like like for me like I love learning like the thing that excites me is is is, is 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 we talked about adventure earlier in Australia like adventure in like business like the business adventure right if we're gonna have like double or triple the number of people like I'm gonna have to learn a load of stuff like my learning curve is gonna have to go like rapid again so the faster I can get that that, that learning curve and you have periods where you know it tails off and then you go up again um, like I love those mountains so that for me is the exciting part of this year. I mean, hey, look, 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 it'll be, it'll be a good year. Like, like things are happening, the world's sorting its stuff out. Like I, I'm not pessimistic about this year, like outside of business. I think, I think we'll all get back on top of stuff. I think there's a lot of good to come out of the last kind of year, like a lot more. Me too. We realize, we realize how important connection is and how important family and friends and uh, uh, other humans are again. Mm. Um, so so it's, it's been hard, but there are great things to come out of this. And I think
1: focus on the positives and, and um, I think it'll be a good 2021. I agree with you. I, I take more positives than the negatives, the things that I've been, um, I, don't know, I wouldn't say pushed to do, they just organically happened, like running a marathon for the first time, swimming, swimming in the sea every day for, for seven months, You know, all these kind of crazy things and having like a tighter relationship with those friends that I would normally maybe see, I don't know, once every couple of weeks down the pub, we're then seeing each other every morning, You know, and yeah, things yeah, like that yeah. have just been, yeah, massive highlights for me. So I, I agree with you. So I've, I'm leaving this, feeling happy and optimistic which is a great way to start a Friday in the UK
0: (laughs) great way to end the Friday in Australia
1: (laughs) indeed it is hey look it's been amazing I could literally talk to you for hours it's one of those chats I could literally keep going but um, I, I will crack on and I will let you crack on as well So as I said, you could probably pick it up on that 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 was one of those conversations where um, it could have chatted for hours um, hit it off really well I thought lots in common to chat about um, even friends in common so it is always a small world isn't it in the in the entrepreneurship space so lots to talk about look um, for me it's something that I want I'm in the process of doing trying to automate my podpreneur, podcasting business, and we've begun that process and we'd like to continue that process and looking at something, uh, looking at Bonjuro, for example, um, as another way to to automate it. And, you know, I teach people with a podcast, as soon as you can start automating, booking your guests, um, your marketing, your distribution, all those kinds of things, that's when you free up your time to actually focus on what you enjoy and what you're good at. And for me, that's connecting and then chatting with my guests. So Matt says you need to concentrate on things that that cannot be automated. And, and that for me is exactly that. Um, maybe the connecting with my guests bit can be, but definitely not the chatting to my guests bit. As I alluded to on last Saturday's episode with um, Clubhouse, you know, you can't clone yourself. Um you can't automate your your knowledge and your voice or you, you certainly can't do yet. That's why it's so, and I hate this word, authentic. So another thing, um, and we've heard this time again about, you know, being successful in business is not just having some talent and learning some skills. It's a combination of factors and, you know, luck and timing play a part. I don't know if you believe in luck, whether you do or you don't, but for me, it, it's about seizing opportunity when it comes along. And whether you call that luck or you don't, I don't mind. Um, and again, the last last point that, um, that we'll make is about a mistake not always being a bad thing. A silver lining is that you can learn something so you can improve yourself and then reposition your strategies to achieve your goals. And so how many of us have done that? Um, it's just making that same mistake over and over again that shows that you're not learning and you're not moving forward. And that is essentially the definition of madness, isn't it? Doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result. So look, hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was a really good episode. Um, Lots to take away. um, Lots of things you can implement in your own business as well. Um, So I appreciate you listening and have an awesome week. If you'd like to learn how to launch and grow your own number one rated podcast like this with zero experience, zero knowledge and zero tech skills, come and join me at ultimatepodcastmastery.com where I've just launched for a limited number of people, brand new podcast membership Course, So you'll get access to my Ultimate Podcast Mastery Membership course, you'll get my digital workbook, my progress sheet, my launch checklist, and all the nitty-gritty cheat sheets, templates, and scripts the Podpreneur way. You'll also get weekly live Q&A with me, exclusive WhatsApp group chat and entry to my private Facebook group as well as access to all my past interviews and trainings with special guests as well. This is available for a limited time for a limited number of people. So once it's gone, it's gone. But if you'd like to learn how to do exactly what I'm doing now, then I'll show you how. Head on over to ultimatepodcastmastery.com. If you found value in this free podcast all i ask is that you tell somebody else about it you don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag but if you do i promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks i'm at alex chisnell on linkedin twitter and facebook plus at alexander chisnell on instagram